Hello everybody and welcome to Nalian Talks Anime. Today I'll be talking about Tokyo Revengers Episode 2, Resist. This episode opens up with a quick recap of the last episode, and then takes us to Naoto's apartment where we can see the classic investigator board with a bunch of pictures of people and places with a bunch of arrows pointing all over the place. That makes it very obvious that Naoto has been doing a lot of investigating into someone or something. Naoto then begins talking to Takamichi about how his power works. Naoto seems convinced that Takamichi's power works by going exactly 12 years into the past. No ifs, ands, or buts. Exactly 12 years. I find it interesting how Naoto makes these assumptions, even though he's only ever seen Takamichi's power happen once, 12 years ago. I'm hoping that they may talk about that a little bit more later on. Naoto then forces Takamichi to spend the next two days studying information about the Tokyo Manji gang. And by the next two days, I mean those next two days straight. No sleep. There are tons of energy drinks and other stay awake type pills and drinks just surrounding Takamichi, and he looks extremely tired. This scene also gives us a bit of a refresher about how Hinata was killed. Which is good, because personally I was a bit fuzzy on the details, but apparently, due to a inner dispute between members of the Tokyo Manji gang, uh, she was hit by a truck at a festival uh, with a truck aiming for one of the stalls, and she just happened to be an unfortunate victim of the incident. We also learned that Naoto's predecessor had been killed while working undercover, collecting information on the Tokyo Manji gang, and it was because of his investigation that led to his death. And we know this because when they found his body, one of his eyeballs had been gouged out, and a media device had been placed inside the socket that had a video of his murder. The description of how his predecessor had died really started to hit home that the Tokyo Manji gang are no longer just a group of kids anymore. They are now a group of extremely dangerous adults. Naoto believes that the Tokyo Manji gang as it exists now is the product of two very specific people meeting 12 years ago in August. These two people being the current leader of the Tokyo Manji gang, Kisuke Teta, and another person named Sano Manjiro. Naoto firmly believes that if those two people had never met, then his sister would still be alive. Naoto also assumes that the way to send Takamichi back into time is to shake hands. Yep, shake hands. That's the trigger. Not only just shake hands, but to also shake hands with him. So the only way for Takamichi to time travel is to shake hands with Naoto. Which again, for only ever seeing it once, is quite the guess, I suppose? Either Naoto is taking wild shots in the dark and hoping they land about all this time travel stuff, or he might have some more experience with time travel than he lets on. With this information, or these guesses, Naoto develops a plan. And this plan is to send Takamichi back in time again, so that way he can become friends with either Kisaki or Sano. He is to then use that friendship to stop that one from meeting the other, thus stopping the current Tokyo Manji gang from being formed and hopefully saving his sister from her death. Since it's currently July and these two meet in August of the same year, that means Takamichi only has about a month to become friends with one of these guys and then stop the meeting from happening. 
Naoto and Takamichi do the thing where they shake the hands and they do the time travel, and Takamichi finds himself in the middle of a fight 12 years ago. And even though he knowingly just did all the time travel things, Takamichi's very first thoughts are, Huh? Where did Naoto go? What's happening? Like, did he forget the whole thing that he was doing after two seconds? Shortly after, he gets one hit KO'd by some random kid. After a little bit, he wakes up, and that's when we are introduced to the top delinquent of Shibuya 3rd Middle School, Kiyomizu Masataka. Now, what is a top delinquent? Is that just like... An underboss who runs things at that school, in this case I would assume for like the Tokyo Manji gang, or is he just the toughest guy at the school? I'm not totally sure what it means by that, but we'll just keep going. Anyways, through both Matsutaka and Takamichi uh, starting to remember more things, we learn that at this current point in time, Takamichi and his friends are forced to fight people while viewers place bets. If they lose the fight, then the older guys in the Manji gang beat them up. And this happens day after day after day. These kids are thrown into a fight club versus people that they don't know. And if they lose, they get beat. And since he just lost a fight, Takamichi then gets to spend the whole afternoon getting beat up by these upper guys in the Tokyo Manji gang. And I always knew Takamichi wasn't exactly the king of wise decisions or anything. But after getting beat up for an entire afternoon, this guy actually asks the top delinquent there if he can meet one of their their leaders. And he even names both Sano and Kisaki. I guess Takamichi forgot his position in the whole hierarchy of this gang or something. Because uh, currently, he is at the bottom. He is nothing more to this gang other than an errand boy and a punching bag. And when he asked that question, it, for whatever reason, set Kiyomizu off. Whole, like, snap the cigarette scene and everything. The other members that were around looked visibly scared. Which winds up being pretty accurate, considering that Takamichi then gets to spend more of his afternoon getting beat up again, but this time by a bat, and this time by Kiyomizu. Takemichi has a nice moment while getting beat by this bat, where he starts to apologize, but stops himself midway, which I think is interesting, because it means that he's beginning to change himself in some ways. Uh, it's just too bad that it took a beating from a bat to like start it. Eventually, the other members of the gang pull the guy who has beaten Takemichi off of him. Once he finally stops beating Takamichi, Kiyomizu looks at, at Takamichi and tells him, If I ever hear Sonokun's name come out of your mouth again, I'll kill you. So obviously, Kiyomizu and Sano seem to have either some sort of rivalry going on, or they just don't like each other for whatever reason. After that whole experience, Takamichi begins to limp back to Naoto in hopes to go back to the past. Meaning that Takamichi at this point has completely given up. Which, to give him credit, I had expected to happen a lot sooner. Takamichi eventually makes it to Nato's place and rings the doorbell in hopes to meet with him to shake his hand to go back. 
But of course, this happens to be the moment that Hinata comes home and they once again have a really cute moment. He gives her the nickname of Hina, which is only important because that's how I'll be referring to her from now on. And she tells him about how if she were a guy, she would be much stronger than him and would protect him. So again, it's a very cute moment, and this whole conversation with Hina seems to give Takamichi his fighting spirit back, and he no longer wants to give up. He is once again all ready to go to go save Hina. And yeah, so far, every uh, scene with Hina has been really cute and really good for Takamichi. However, I don't quite understand the love that he has for her, uh, at least not yet. At the beginning of the show, when he was just watching the news, he was very like, Oh, well, would you look at that? My ex-girlfriend from middle school died. Huh. And then he went about his day and then didn't even think about it. But now that he's in the past, the second that he sees her, he was instantly head over heels in love with her again. I guess it's possible that just seeing her again has reawakened his feelings for her or something like that. Either way, I hope that they'll go more into their relationship in the future. Uh, not to like totally switch the genre of the show into romance, but I would like to see a bit more of like a reason for us as an audience to care about their relationship other than him trying to save her. After their conversation, Takamichi heads home, and then we go to the next day where we find Takamichi and his buddies talking in the bathroom. This is where we learn which one of them has to fight next. And the next fighter is their friend Takuya. And Takuya is described as frail and not a fighter. Probably the worst fighter out of all of them. Takamichi actually remembers the fight that Takuya has and recalls that Takuya actually almost dies from this fight. He gets beat so bad. It also seems like their leader, Akun, tried to replace Takuya for this fight, but instead got beat for it. Takuya then tries to cheer all the boys up by talking about how he's going to win and he's going to get revenge for Takamichi, but it's still a pretty somber moment, and quite honestly, this put me on the protect Takuya train. Even though I know nothing about him, I do know that he is far too innocent for this fight club. They then leave the bathroom and begin walking down the hallway to wherever they're going. Takamichi takes this moment to stop and just admire his friends for a little bit and realize how amazing they really were uh, back then and just how good of friends that they were. And then it follows this thought up with a beautiful shot of Takamichi's friends walking, but there's a space in between two of them quite literally leaving a spot for Takamichi to fit in. We are then taken to the fight between Takuya and some other random guy. I had expected Takamichi, or at least one of his friends, to do something to stop the fight, and Takamichi answered that by yelling to stop the fight as soon as it started. At this point, I had expected Takamichi to do something dumb, like try to take Takuya's place in the fight, but he actually decided to do something even dumber. This idiot walks up to Kiyomasa, you know the dude who beat him with a bat, you know the top delinquent in the entire school, and he says, fight me. And that brilliant idea by Takamichi is followed up by actually a really good internal thought by him of, I have to change or nothing else will. I'm done running. 
And that's where the episode ends. With an ending like that, I gotta say, I really like the growth that we're starting to see in Takamichi. And that, like, internal thought that he has there really shows uh, him progressing. This is just a bit... This is quite a way to start it. You know, challenging the top guy in the school to a fight. I, however, do have just a small nitpick about that final scene that might just be me. But I really feel like if we got to see him, like, contemplating his options about how to handle that situation and then giving the I have to change or nothing else will uh, during that whole thing and then going down and challenging Kiyomizu, I think that may have made it hit a lot harder and not seem so kind of random and out of character at first. But either way, you'll love to see it. And now, as usual, this episode and the series itself has left me with a couple of questions. Currently, most of my questions have to deal with the whole time travel stuff. As of right now, we're not, or at least I wouldn't say that we are for sure 100% confirmed that the time travel only works by Takamichi shaking hands with Naoto. A lot of what we know about the time travel has been from Naoto himself, but that makes me a little bit suspicious of him because he only ever saw it once and he only saw one of the jumps not both of them yet he's pretty confident on how it happened and if Naoto is right that it has to be a handshake to send him either forward or back then how does the very first jump happen was it just due to that near-death experience that started it or did somebody else have the time travel power then pushed him and somehow transferred the power to him or was it actually Naoto who pushed him off of the uh, off of the platform to to the train? Um, I know that sounds a little out there, but when time travel is involved, it's hard to dismiss possibilities like that. And if Naoto's thoughts about the, the time travel is true, of him only being able to go specifically back twelve years, no more, no less then that makes everything that they do now extremely important because they would only have, or Takamichi would only have one opportunity to change things. There's no time jumping redos to change the world line or anything like that. They can only go back 12 years. Aside from the whole time travel stuff, the only other question I would like to see answered later on or at least something that I'm kind of curious about, is what happened to all of his buddies from middle school over the years, over the last 12 years, and how are they involved with the gang if they are, and if they are involved with Hinata's death. I think that does have potential to have some interesting plot relevance later on, but I guess only time will tell. Anyway guys, thank you for watching this episode of Nalian Talks Anime. I'm Nalian from Dork's Dungeon, and I'll see you in the next one.